I think for us, it was important for us to look at the all of our marketing efforts and branding was going to allow us to reevaluate uh, the way our uh, stakeholders look at our organization. Um, I think a lot of organizations, when they think of branding, they think about a logo refresh for us. What we wanted to understand was the, um, how our stakeholders look at Community First Fund. And the first thing that we did was we engaged an advertising agency to do some research on our behalf. For example, we want, we, we, the messages that we gave out in the past was one message to all of our stakeholders. Regardless of who the stakeholder was, they got one simple message. And one of the things that we realized through this rebranding process was that um, the way you talk to high net worth individuals is different than the way you talk to bankers, is different than the way you talk to an entrepreneur, is different than the way you talk to um, foundations. And so some of the research allowed us to understand that all those stakeholders are different. They, they want to hear different messages. Bankers care about the bottom line. Investments, high net worth individuals care about their name on the side of a building. And so that was the very first step for us is to understand what our stakeholders think of Community First One and what messages work for them. And Greg, how about, how about you guys at Mountain BizWorks, formerly known as Mountain Microenterprise Fund? Sure. I, uh, just to add on to what Dan's already said, um, our mission had been expanding the last several years, both in terms of how our loan sizes have grown, as well as uh, who we worked with, working with more existing businesses in addition to the startups. And so, and then the third factor being, we had the word microenterprise in our name, and it's such a very long word that people don't really know outside of the context of AEO or, or our internal staff. And so, we realized. We needed something that can be more understandable to the public, and that's really kind of a code word, a, a insider word that is not really helpful from a marketing point of view. So in a similar kind of way, we, we had a committee and a branding person help us think through. In our case, we needed to change the name, unlike Dan, but, and also we, we, we changed the logo and tagline as well. So just what's a, a name and so forth that's reflective of who we are now and also is more accessible and seems, seems fresh and edgy and and has a lot more energy. And to jump right off of, of that, for you guys, Greg, uh, I know that um, it, it, it is something that came up in the Eight Directions of the Field workshop just now, the idea that um, you guys will be targeting some, some higher segments uh, in terms of the loan size and, and that sort of thing, as well as um, sticking with the, the micro-businesses. Maybe you can just touch on... Um, on why you think that's important and, uh, and and talk just a little bit about that. Sure. We're not abandoning our, our former target market of, of low income and otherwise underserved folks. It's just that we're kind of expanding the pie about who we want to serve. Our funders really care about you know creating or, or sustaining jobs and businesses. And so when possible, we want to help the business that has 5 or 10 or 20 employees in addition to the person that's just a mom and pop who doesn't have any other employees. And so that's part of it. And so we're kind of repositioning ourselves with the other kind of economic development players in the field, Chamber of Commerce, economic development people, and so forth. And uh, it was a chance for us to say, we're not uh, your grandmother's uh, mountain microenterprise fund. We're, we're a lot different. And we had two staff before, and we served a bit limited clientele. Now we have a, a full-fledged staff that have lots of expertise, 14 staff. And so we can do a lot more. And so this is a chance to say, we're different now. We have a much broader mission, have much more capability, and so the name helped us give us the chance to do that. And, and I feel like uh, it's already paying dividends, both in terms of new clients coming to us, but also people looking at us in a different way. And you hired a new communications marketing staff, is that correct? That's right. We had never had a marketing person on staff before. We'd always done it just 
all of us kind of by happenstance. And sometimes it worked fine, and other times we were just missing it because we were focused on other things. And so I think it's a, a strategic investment of ours to help us with not only marketing to donors but the general public and to our clients to help them know who we are and what our key messages are. And uh, we're, we're focusing on training, financing, and opportunity as our key message. And Dan, for you, uh, what, what exactly did you do otherwise with rebranding? Anything that hasn't been touched on? We talked about new logos for, for um, Greg, a new name. Um, anything else that was particularly involved in the process of rebranding? Well, um, we're just in the middle of our, our rebranding, quite frankly. We, what I talked about earlier was just the research stage. Um, some of the things that we're going to be doing now are things such as looking at uh, our logo, um, also looking at all of our materials, uh, the, our, looking at our website, looking at our newsletters, making everything compatible, um, looking at the taglines on our on our emails, which means making all this thing work together. Because some one of the things that we're doing now is um, we don't really have an internal police for our logo. We want to have someone on staff that's monitoring this internally for everyone. Um, so we're just going through that process. But what I, what I wanted to make the critical point here is don't just start a branding process without looking at the research of your stakeholders. And then everything comes after that. Moving along, how how did you all get the message out that you had a new name and a new identity? Starting with you, Greg. Sure. We uh, we did some teasers, um, sort of telling, sending out a mailing saying we're going to announce a name. We, ha- we had a launch date and so forth, and just sort of started to build a little excitement. Everybody on their email tagline would saying, you know, we're announcing a name on you know June 25th or whatever it is, and so just getting people to ask what that's about, and it's like, oh, I'm going to pay attention to that. And so um, so just building a little bit of buzz about that and little teasers, and then uh, when we got to it, we really planned out uh, a media strategy. And so the key media outlets in our – we talked with them, interviewed them. They, we, we got everyone to agree to an embargo till that to the launch date. And uh, then basically we, we blitzed everybody that's that first week, and so no one got a special scoop Everyone kind of got the information at the same time and got the, got the got the news out, and then uh, we have three offices. So we did a launch launch party in that first week at each different office to sort of celebrate and just acknowledge, and as well as get some media attention. Now I, I know that um, Mountain BizWorks was able to get the message to the Asheville uh, paper there. Um, any tips on getting media to to cover that? I suppose it, it probably just grows out of um, relationships with the various media. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, we built on our prior relationships and just we had to make the case that this was a story and why did it matter to the to the paper. And just like any other situation, you have to convince them this is why the reader should matter. This is why they'll they'll pay attention when they see that headline and, and read that first paragraph. And so we just had to sell it on that. And so we had a, a really good relationship and we just gave us a chance to tell the paper again, this is who we've been becoming the last couple of years. That's how we've changed. And the name is just sort of catching up with that. And so... They were uh, fine with that, amenable, and uh, you know we had them, for example, come over and take a picture of us putting up our new sign on our building. Just a couple graphical things that just sort of made for a good photo and it made for a good story and help people see that it was a new thing. Okay, uh, Dan, for you uh, to start, um, w- what kind of reactions have you gotten, positive and negative? Well, um, at this point, we're just uh, rolling this out to the staff and to the board. Um, and uh, what was interesting is throughout that research uh, process, they kept asking us questions um, because that took a few months. They were really anxious, and I think the sexy part of rebranding is the logo part. Yeah. And I keep I keep saying the same thing over and over, which is that's the end result. 
that is not the reason for rebranding. Uh, re so um, we're just rolling that out. We're, we're showing them different options, different brand options that we can look at. A brand positions is what I want to call it um, more than anything. And so um, we have those meetings set up, and, and we're going to be sharing three brand positions with our staff and our board, a joint session. Because one of the things I think that happens is if we roll this out to the board, you know, the staff might not have that buy-in and, and vice versa. So while I may have a one-on-one -on -one uh, sneak preview with an ad agency, the real rollout is going to be with a joint staff session. Well, that makes sense. And for you, Greg? Yeah, I just want to add on to that. It's, uh, it's difficult to get all the stakeholders to agree all at the same time because in our particular case, especially with the name, you know, if we basically say we're going to let go of the old name, then basically, you know, there's an infinite number of possibilities. And so to get the staff and the board, the, the smaller group that were working on this, to agree uh, was a bit of a challenge. And so everyone had a little bit different idea, a little bit different take on who the organization was or how to emphasize it or a favorite word. And so, uh, you know, everyone had to give just a little bit because, uh, you know, the first time through, you don't have 100% buy-in on, on that particular name or, or logo or whatever. And people have to just be committed to the process and, you know, shake it out and see what consensus is. And, you know, we had to go back to the drawing board multiple times for a uh, trademark issue or someone not giving us permission to use part of their name or uh, finding out the domain names didn't work. And so, it was, you know, it's, it wasn't a simple process. We went down several several paths and had to retrace our steps and, and go again. So. And as AEO uh, looks at this same rebranding idea for the field, on a whole, and for, for AEO as an organization, uh, we will certainly benefit from, from ideas like this and we'll uh, be talking a little more about this in what's, what's going to be part two uh, tomorrow with uh, Opportunity Finance Network and, and see some of the, the work that they've done nationally. So thank you both.